We're bringing you all you need to succeed in the real estate business. It's Spilling the LT, brought to you by Lawyer's Title, telling you what it's really like to work in real estate. Welcome back to another episode. I'm your host, Tamara Gady. Today, we're going to have another episode in my Participate in Life Together series. Uh, I've got some fabulous women here today to talk about the pressures of continuing to compete in business. But first, if you like my content, you're really going to love my escrow team. So give me an opportunity to talk to you about your title needs. You can find me on any of my social media platforms, and I'd love to get a conversation going with you. I have two guests that have been on my show before. Well, actually, this is Kimberly's third, is this your third appearance on my show? Um, And so I wanted to bring them back because we did a podcast recording together um, maybe about a month ago, month and a half ago. And it was a really great conversation. I'm still laughing over know your why and not your wine. (laughs) And so I wanted to bring them back because I wanted to continue our conversation today. And so Kimberly Woodard, she is a realtor with Abby Holiday. I also have with me Lisa Elliott, who is a realtor with the Hershenberg uh, Group out at Keller Williams South Lake. So thank you for coming back, ladies. Well, thank, thank you for having us. So it's excited fun. to see you guys. And I'm really excited about our conversation today. So, and we've actually kind of already did a pre-podcast. We should have been recording <laughs> the whole time. Back at, uh, can you rewind that? Did you get that sound checks? <laughs> so let's go ahead and kick it off. Um, the I pulled a, a, is an article from Forbes and it's eight major challenges women face in business. And so I kind of listed those out on our pre-production notes. Yeah. Um, I'll run through them real quick. We can kind of circle back to them, but limited funding, balancing responsibilities, fear of failure, inadequate support system, gender inequality, unfavorable business environment, and owning your accomplishments were the ones that they listed out. Right. Thought those were really, really interesting talking points. And I find when I was reading all of the explanation under each one that... I feel like there's at least a little bit of difference between corporate America and being a realtor mm. because yeah. I feel like realtor the real real estate business is predominantly driven by women and mm-hmm. always has been. Right. So kind of we we can go back and address these little mini topics but just kind of knowing the landscape of this this particular setting how do you feel these compare to your life in, in in real estate versus maybe a job that you've had before? I think they do relate. It's just how they relate, you know, um, with, you know, maybe you have some different dynamics in, you know, maybe your corporate world versus in now the real estate, which is you're not dealing with maybe corporate America, you're dealing with your own small business and right. running your own small business. Um, so, but a lot of those just fit in, but just different ways of challenges and overcoming them. Okay. Lisa, do you have anything, any thoughts about that? Just kind I, of ver- real, real, to real estate versus corporate America and how these relate? I agree. I think that we can, t- anybody can take this list because anywhere you are, you're going to face a lot of these, no matter who you are, what business you're in, whether you're a man or a woman. Um, For us, like you said, as a realtor, we're so different because we're not with someone every single day. And we can change our environment. And if we don't like that situation, we're able to 
change that. Mm-hmm. Where in corporate America, you're really not. And if you don't like it, then you can move on. And I agree with true. that. Fire I, that person. I kind of feel like I'm a, in the middle of both of those because right. I do work for a very large corporation. Right. And, mm-hmm. But I'm also in real estate, right? And I've worked for small businesses. I've worked for multi, you know, na- nationwide yeah. companies. And so I feel like, and that is the answer, is in this, at least in the small businesses, smaller businesses that I worked for, if I didn't feel like there was an opportunity to grow, that's the choice was to leave mm-hmm. right? or to change. It was to leave, right? right? I haven't felt that being at lawyers. I feel like if there was an opportunity that I wanted, it would, the door would be open to have that conversation. Yeah. But I l- love what I do. So I'm staying put, right? But, so, but I, you know, I can, I can, I can understand some of these topic discussions just from my past experiences, right? And right. I think let's let's take the first one for example, yeah. limited funding. I feel like that's a challenge in any real estate business, yeah. especially when you're starting, mm-hmm. right. is funding your business because as you mentioned, yeah. you are the CEO of your own yeah. small business within that brokerage. Right. And I I think a lot of people don't realize that. Um twofold, people getting into the business don't realize it. And people that are watching us from the outside don't realize that we are actually, this is, we're running our own business. So we pay for everything, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever, you know, it is, it's coming out of our pockets, not our broker's pockets. Um, And so, you know, as you say, starting out, you may, you you get overwhelmed with all these different things that are out there and you want to participate, but you could go broke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can go broke. So you have to, you know, prioritize what you're going to do. And, you know, I will say every year I look at my, you know, my marketing expenses and what I'm going to do this year. You know, maybe I'm going to take less, you know, some um, stuff out of this um, pocket because I want to flourish another pocket. Or was that pocket not doing as well and let's take those funds and apply them to something else mm-hmm. so i think it's super smart i think mm-hmm. that's what you have to do and the, look it we call it pivoting right yeah. right right you know it's something isn't working anymore the market changes or yes. your interests change or where you're getting your business from because you're you're a sphere realtor yes sphere-based realtor you have a mix of business. We do a mix. Yeah. We do a mix. I'm personally heavy on my sphere, but we do have a lot of leads that I'm able to, you know, work and convert and we do, the team leads and all the things that we have. Um, so I I don't, I feel like I'm sitting pretty pretty. I, mean, I have a great team. I have a great team lead. Michael's very generous with our team and marketing, um, but it also allows me to market to my sphere also. Yeah. You know, I do a lot of things that I pay for, you know, my pop buys, some of my gifts, some, you know, things that I do, birthday gifts, yeah. baby mm-hmm. gifts, yeah. you know, those kind of things. Right. So, and that is a difference between you two is that you're on a team and you're an individual producer, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So the, the, everything is in, on, on your front doorstep, Kimberly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and it was interesting. We were on a listing appointment and we were talking about the things that we wanted to do for this um, this listing and for this property. And the gentleman was said, well, okay, well, do your vendors pay for that? And, you know, we're like, no, we pay for that. Right. Um, so to your point, a lot of people do think, oh, well, they have sponsors and they have this. And it's like, 
no, it's the commission goes back into the business. Well, and I don't want to go down the commission conversation, but I do feel like for you guys, I get frustrated when people ask you to discount your services. I'm not a fan of that. I have never in any of my real estate transactions, even though I'm in the business, asked anyone to discount their services. So I, you guys earn your money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's no. another yes. topic. I don't want to spend a lot of time on the next one, balancing responsibilities, because I feel like the whole podcast that we did last time yeah. was mm-hmm. basically about you know, prioritizing your time, work-life balance, balancing responsibilities. But I do like fear of failure. How do we feel about fear of failure? Well, no one wants to fail. Um, and so I think that's always, you always, and as a female, you're always wanting to do everything right. You know, we're like nurturers, you know, maybe, you know, whether you're a mom and, you know, you just have that nurturing feeling Though I will say probably I was, I'm not the best nurturer. (laughs) (laughs) I'm surprised by that statement, Kimberly. I I, I mean, I, you know, I am, but I'm not the, like, I'm just not that, like, you know, over, you know, I guess I'm not, I'm not that, I'm not all, you know, levy, you know, that kind of, but I do everything. Like I'm one of those, I want to do it all. You know, I want to make sure, I want to make sure everyone's happy. I want to make sure, you know. Everyone's taken care of. Um, I'm always, you know, thinking of other people. You know, I'm always, you know, I'm a big person. My, um, a lot of my friends will say, you are the card person. Like, I love sending cards. You know, I'll send cards just because, you know, um, whether, you know, there's something that has happened in someone's life or just because I know, you know, someone's going through something and just to tell them, hey, someone's thinking of you. Um, so that's kind of, I do it in a different way than maybe that, you know, outside levy, you know. Nurture. Well, you have control over your emotions. Yes. I think. Yes. And- <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. I'm I, swear, I, 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 I have to literally look at me There's and start a laughing. Why I at you, and, and I'm going to say this out loud, Amity. Do not microcontent this a piece that I'm about to talk to talk about. But there is a certain individual that you're doing a transaction with right now that does not have control over her oh, emotions. Yes. And so I, I, I was in my first appointment mm-hmm. with her. And she cried. Oh no! Yeah. yeah. Oh no! no. It's, it's all about the pink. <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, wait a minute. 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 Why are you? Why are you crying? Uh, <laughs> be the duck. I, I think sometimes people, you know, and I've learned this, you know, as growing up, and you know, I also say, you know, I kind of grew up, you know, in the real estate business as my like just, you know, it was, you know, I was one of those young agents, you know, that started, you know. As a young, you know, so as I've now 22 years, <laughs> and, and, um, now I'm showing my age. <laughs> you look fabulous, <laughs> by the way. Thank you. I started when I was five. Just kidding. <laughs> no. I was a hell of a lot skinnier when I started, okay? Let's put it that way. <laughs> but, you know, your like temperaments and things like that, I've learned as I've gotten older that, you know, sometimes I just need that five minutes. Don't don't just rebuttal right then. I need that five minutes. Take a deep breath. And then, mm-hmm. you know, it's then do what you need to do. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, it the wisest thing is not to respond if it's going to be the you know, 24 hour <laughs> Well, yeah, no, for sure. I see role. something disturbing. And I'm like, yeah, I'll come back to that. Yeah, you yeah. know, because you have to. Okay. 
how you respond right then will be different than how you'll respond maybe 24 hours from now. And depending on what you have going on in the rest of your day, your mindset has to stay on point. Yep. And things that derail that mindset, you have to become an expert at pushing that stuff into the back of your brain, Mm -hmm. carrying on with your day, taking the time you need to respond so you can respond correctly. It's it's a balancing act Mm -hmm. with disturb... Upsetting news or whatever, right, however right. you want to categorize it. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, right. You yeah. have to go. Okay. Well, this is where we are. We can't do anything about what happened then. But what are we going to do now? So right. I've got this disturbing yeah. email. What am I going to do? How am I going to handle it? I'm just going to sit on it. I'm going to seek counsel right. and, yeah. and find out. Okay, what do I need to do? How do I need to handle this? And then I always tell my clients, and you know, I try to take it for myself that take the emotion out of it. Yeah. Okay, this is business. We're going to take the emotion out of it, and then we're going to function this way. Where you may want to respond, well, you know, that right. little cat on that, yes. that cat meme where you just yeah. type in like crazy. You know, instead of that, it's like, okay, how am I going to respond? Keep my witness, so to speak. Be professional and handle this situation the best way that we can. Mm-hmm. Be the duck. Mm-hmm. I'm swimming under. I'm paddling. I was like, be the duck. Explain. Be the duck. Be you know, on the top, everything looks calm and happy. The duck and is just got it going along, and the bottom is a little theater, just like okay. paddle, 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 paddle. Got it. You know, and just keep going. Well, let's go back to fear of failure. Um, you know, I will say this: when I started at Lawyers, I was concerned about being successful. When I came on board, I didn't know anything about being a title rep, right? Um, I wasn't as concerned about that when I went to Nations. I felt like I could hand for whatever reason, I, the home warranty gig was, you know, doable. But I had a lot of, I felt a lot of pressure when I came on board to lawyers, both within myself uh-huh. and from the current sales manager. I inherited a database of clients, so there was a lot of pressure to keep those clients. Right. And um, I felt like title was a, a far more competitive world, which it is. Um, and so that pressure that I felt to be successful now, obviously it turned out. Okay. (laughs) It's still working for you. (laughs) It's still working. So it turned out to be okay, but it was a period of time of about almost a year where it was like, is this going to work? Because when I left Arch and went to nations, I took a lot of my clients with me. They, they followed me to nations because there weren't a lot of good home warranty reps. Right. right? And then when I went to title, they were like, Oh, I've got my people. I've been closing with this cigar officer for 20 years or whatever it was. And I lost, I couldn't take, I couldn't transfer that relationship to lawyers. I had a few that followed me and I'm so thankful for them. Um, Actually, you were one of them. And so very thankful for you. And so I I think that was, you know, it was the pressure of like, can I make this successful? Because it is a very competitive industry and there's a lot of really good title teams out there. Yeah. Well, you you know, I think in our business, you know, when you, it's like every year, I mean, because every year is a clean slate. Mm -hmm. So we are basically, you know, End of you know, December, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so then January one, and I think I mean I really you know December I start getting you know anxiety about yeah. it. I'm like oh my gosh, uh, you know and now that you know it's everything's a clean slate again. You know and basically if you think about it, 
everyone starts as back at ground zero. Mm-hmm. And then you're, you know, is this year going to be a good year for me or is it going to be a bad year? Am I going to, so it's like, a, you know, it just happens every year in our business. Well, us. and to clarify, so you guys usually have your one-on, if this used to be the yeah. way Ebby did things, you had your one-on-ones in like October, November, yeah. they set your plateau for the next year, yeah. right? If you make your goals for yeah. the year, whatever you stayed right. at your current plateau went up or went right. down, depending on your production. So by the first of the year, you've, that's already been set up for you guys, yes. right? So you know how, what the expectations are for performance for you to keep your plateau structure. Right. And I just think, again, you're starting back to, you know, you're at ground zero again, you know, come January 1. So I always laugh because we always do awards for the year, you know, for, you know, 2022 awards. We're doing these, um, we get them in March and I'm like, I'm already in you know, first quarter. Oh, yeah, sure. I'm like, whatever. I was like, I don't really care what happens. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. like, yeah. like, I got to go. <laughs> our president was uh, laughing. Um, I mean, he goes, I understand it. I go, I was like, it's almost uh, end of first quarter now. <laughs> well, honey, we found out last year in August uh, who the uh, top uh, – I mean, I knew that yeah. I had made top producer yeah. at Lawyers, but – you know, Fidelity announces the nationwide stats right. okay. and they didn't announce until August. And I'm wow. like, really nobody cares. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> um, you're like, like I'm, I'm already way into, yeah. I, like already almost into fourth quarter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but sure. I, and, and tell me if you felt this as far as, as pressure for the new year, like we obviously had a major change in the market. Right the last six months of last year, right? Yeah. It was a major change yes. in the market. Yes. And so I had a lot of conversations. We talked about this a little bit yesterday was that how was you, how are you feeling about your first quarter pipeline or like your first quarter of 2023 right. and your pipeline for the rest of the year? I, and I was sitting next to a realtor. I'm not going to name her because I don't, I want her, I, I want to keep her privacy, but she had had a conversation with me about, I'm struggling. I have nothing in my pipeline. And I was sitting across the table from a gentleman who had literally said, it just popped for me. Like we now finally have four listings, five listings. Yeah, mm-hmm. You're doing really well. You have like eight listings right now. Well, it's, you know, I say it's consistency um, and you just keep doing what you've been doing. And some, you know, here's the other thing is even when you're busy, consistency. Do keep doing the same things. And sometimes, you know, yes, in our marketing, we're renovating our marketing to different, you know, to more social media, more this, more that, but keep in front of everyone. And, you know, then that's the consistency you want to be. And I think so many of us get busy and we lose our contacts with everyone. Um, and then, Things go dry because they're like, "Oh, you, are you still in the business?" You know, because they're working in your business, not on your business. Correct. You guys are machines. I mean, you have tons of stuff going on all the time. So, but it's still okay. Where's the next one? You know, yeah, I've got two closings like, yeah. tomorrow, and a couple just coming on the market yeah. now. And and but then you're thinking, okay, well, okay, what do I have in May? You know, right. what do what do I have this coming up? And and I think it's what you said. I think fear of failure for me is very much a thing, um, and I have to combat that quite a bit because you know you, you want to be the good mother. You know, I don't right. want to fail my kids. You know, right. I always joked and said, okay, I'm just going to make sure you guys have a good job so that when you get older, you can have counseling for the things that we we yeah. failed you in but <laughs> <laughs> 
I had Nailed to stop. Down I was like, is she saying what I think she's saying right now? <laughs> They're all great kids. They're all fine. Um, but but it is. And, and then this job, too, being older and getting into it with – I do – kind of have an advantage sometimes people don't realize yes I look older but I have not been in the business that long so I sometimes had to fake it till I make it because they think I may have been in the business for longer than what I have sure um and then but then if you fail you learn from it okay what did I learn from this how can I do this better how can I own up to this you know did I miss this box on the contract you know what I did okay if I have to eat that survey then I'll eat that survey Mm -hmm. you know but I think it's if you do fail it's not a failure unless you if you don't learn from it if you learn from it and grow from it and be better from it then okay then let's move on I love that. Okay. So the next one, there's a couple I'm going to skip over because like I said, I feel like we covered these in the last podcast. Inadequate support system. We talked a lot about support systems the last one. Gender inequality. I don't really feel like that's a thing in real estate. That's a more corporate America thing. Um, Unfavorable business environment. I had to look at this one more than once. Amongst Among the challenges that women experience are less established business networks and social and traditional constraints that restrict women's participation in business. But I don't think think that's applicable in real estate because this is all a relationship business and we're, we, we kill it. (laughs) Women kill it at building relationships. And there's, I think there are more and more women groups forming women groups in real estate. I say that, um, forming to support women and it's not exclusion, excluding anybody is just different. You know, I mean, you are so fierce and we're so many fierce realtors out there, women that are like, man, I want to learn from you. I want to, can I drive you around and just listen to your conversation during the day? You know, that Mm kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I think, I think women and especially in this industry, I mean, I think there was an old mentality where it was like, I have a secret and proprietary information. I'm not going to share it. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that, I think that culture is going away more and more and more. Agreed. Keller Williams was really big. Their culture has always been very big about sharing. And, and I think that, I think that the, the, the younger generations that are coming in are more, are much more apt to sharing. I mean, look at oh, us yeah. right now. Right. We're oh, yeah. sharing. Right. No. And I think it's fantastic. I've always told agents um, coming in that, you know, talk to a different, how I developed my whole business practice is I went around and, you know, shadowed people and, you know, just learned different um, ways. And then I was able to take things that I liked that I felt were things that I wanted to adapt into my business and be able to form my own, you know, mm-hmm. way of mm-hmm. doing things. So. Mm-hmm. What about owning your accomplishments? We kind of chatted about that for, hmm. I, like I, I told you guys, are, I have a hard time being a Bragasaurus. Like, yeah, yeah. if I, you know, I post once a year, whatever Fidelity and lawyers recognizes yeah. me with wherever I made it in the year. But other than that. I think it's, you know, and we kind of talked about this um, off, you know, off um, radio, but we, as Women growing up, we were, you know, back in the day, women were, that didn't work from home. They always tutored their, you know, if they were married, they tutored their um, spouse. You know, they kind of were kind of, you know, they wanted them to be all the accomplishments. Um, And so I think, you know, as we're raised, you know, 
you know, maybe now more generations ahead because we're raising our kids to like, you know, own their accomplishments. Um, but I think it is hard. I am very bad about, you know, tooting my horn. Now, if you get me riled up, I will toot my horn. <laughs> I want to see what that looks like. <laughs> so if someone says, uh, you know, says something, I'm, you know, oh, you know, contradicts um, something, I'm like, well, like today I was on the phone with this appraiser and he's trying to give me an education lesson. And I go, let's just back up. And I mean, because I could tell he was like, well, my mother-in-law has been in the business for 22 years and blah, blah. He's trying to give me an education on appraisal. I give him, let's just back up. I am fully aware how an appraisal ha- yeah. know, is done. And I go, I've been doing this for 22 years. He goes, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I go, no. I go, and we, then our conversation went in a different direction it yeah. went to positive. But I was like, I don't need an education lesson. Um, I But here's how the market, I understand, you know. The house may not, you know, appraise for, you know, thirty five thousand over the list price, um, but it should, you know, it should appraise for at least somewhere in the range where I priced it. Um, but what's happened in our market? I showed you the demands, um, so you could put on your appraisal and you know, have that adjustment. That regardless, I was like, because this will now be the new benchmark for that neighborhood, you know, mm-hmm. when that one sells, um, because. You know, the demand for it, you can see people evidently were bidding this house up because they really wanted it. And we don't have, and we have such low supply. So, again, I guess I got off. Um, but I think what you're kind of what you're saying is you set, you set yourself up as, as an expert to that person. Correct. Like you let them know, I'm not brand new here. I yeah. know what I'm talking about. Right. And so kind of po- doing that posture move mm-hmm. changed that. It changed the, it did, it changed the direction because the conversation could have kept going down the hole, but yeah. it went to a positive. Right. So yeah. what is it? Don't, don't, um, don't mistake my kindness right. for weakness. Yes. Yeah. You know, I'll, you know, we can be kind and, and talk and everything, but at some point in time, things may have to change. Just oh, like yeah. what you said. Oh, yeah. It's like, you know, like you said, I, I'm sorry. I'm well aware of what that is. Thank you so much. Yep. However, blah, blah, blah. Right. You know, how are we going to change this? And what do we need to do to fix this? Correct. Well, I've always Assert been, yourself. I've always been told, you know, I look really sweet, but then I'm like a shark. <laughs> <laughs> I always think that's a compliment. Uh, I was told I was that um, from an attorney. I was like, that's a compliment. That is you. a compliment because people don't see you coming. <laughs> they see me coming a mile away. I'm yeah. six foot three in my heels. <laughs> I'm, I'm always like, oh, Elliot. she's so sweet. And then they're, yeah. and then yeah. they're like, oh, roll her up. We want her on our side. <laughs> uh, Bulldog Elliot yeah. is what my husband calls me and Michael. My boss. So, um, I want to kind of, I don't, I, I wanted this, I was hoping this was going to be a bigger part of the conversation, but it turned into a, a topic discussion. Do you feel women should dress a certain way in business? So, I feel like now you're probably talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> I love to dress um, and I dress for, you know, how I feel. Um, you know, you know, but just depending, you know, I always feel like, you know, but you should always, you know, dress for, what is it, dress for what you want. Um, so if you want that, you know, listing, dress, you know, powerful, you know, dress in that, you know, powerful 
that red, you know, that bold color that you're going to, you know, take charge and, you know, get that listing. Um, maybe you're going out and you're showing, you know, 15 homes and, you know, we're coming up to the summertime, you know, I'm not, you know, you want to dress comfortable. So like dress comfortable, but dress in a professional manner that you're taking, you know, serious. Now I will say I have, you know, yes, I have shown homes in my tennis clothes, but my clients are fully aware because I'm like, I will be happy, but I'm coming off the tennis court and I'll meet you there in 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, sure. They're like, I don't care what you have. But in general, I think, you know, you do want to have that, you know, professional, um, take, you know, for yeah. And I, I use that saying all the time. I dress for the business I want, not the business I have. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but I kind of feel like that statement should be modified a little bit. I want to dress for all the business. <laughs> well, it depends on what you're doing, just like what you yeah. say, Kimberly. It depends on if you're showing houses, if you're going to list an appointment, if you're going to a function, um, if you're going to network. Yeah. Um, there's so many different avenues of our job, and so many like today. I was like, oh my gosh, what do I wear? Do I go buy something new? <laughs> you know, and I was like, no, just wear something in your closet. You know, but you know, because it's like, okay, I've had pictures in this before. You know, that's going to yeah. change, but. Because people, well, they like beautiful shoes. You yes. buy a pair of beautiful shoes and then you wear them. People go, oh my gosh, those are so great. Well, then you can't wear them every day because they're beautiful. And people no. go, oh, she wore those last time. And not well, that that matters. Well, but. too, because of social media and we're always being photographed. And you do have to remember, what did I wear? Um, and, oh, I got to rotate. Yeah, that. for sure. <laughs> so. <laughs> I'm always like, okay, what did I wear? Did I wear that um, already on that camera? Yeah. That picture? Oh, let me. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I have like 12 of the same dress in different colors. <laughs> well, I, do, I do that with pants. I, I do that with, with pants and dresses. Yeah. Yeah, I I have a, we talked about this earlier. I know you know, a certain brand this size, a certain brand this size. And I know that, okay, this works for me. And so why not have several, same thing with pants, you know, dress pants. I know this size, I know this yeah. brand, it works for me. I can go and pick them up. I can order them online and, you know, it's, it's all good. Oh, oh, I do have, you know, a lot of the sheath dresses and I have every color, every different style, every, you know, um, and they're more my, you know, kind of my more business. That's yeah. what I like to wear. I, I'm a big dress person, barely, you know, if I'm wearing pants, it's usually jeans, you know, but every, you know, winter, summer, I'm in dresses. That's just me. So I'm a big dress person too. Well, and I, I always wear a sheath dress and heels when I have business opportunities. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I have a lot of Western clothes and I've acquired a very, a lot of upscale Western clothes. Mm -hmm. And I feel like since we're in, you know, Texas. So I've, I wear that a lot more in the wintertime. And I feel like it's a lot more acceptable, you know, to me. But in the summertime, it's sheath dresses and heels. And it's yeah. just the easier thing. Um, do you, last question before we wrap up. And I want to tell you all a funny story that happened to me yesterday. And I'm an open book when it comes to stuff like this. So I'll tell you, you know, if you guys want to know what I do, then I will be more than happy to tell you. But do you guys feel pressure to stay looking? I, I don't like the word young. What word did I come up with before? It was uh, current. Current, current, yes. Current. <laughs> Yes. I think everyone does. I think, um, I don't think it's just a female thing. I think it's also a male thing. Um, I think everyone wants to be young. Um, 
no one wants to get old. I mean, gosh, you know, no one likes to say their age, no one, you know, but in nowadays I feel, you know, your age is just a number because people, and it's probably because, you know, life, you know, people are staying, you know, are, um, living longer and everything like that. Um, so I do feel, you know, you do want to stay current. Um, I mean, I'm all about my vitamins, my, um, creams and, you know, put, I mean, you go to my bathroom and you'll see all these vitamins and all these creams. I have vitamin, um, I take, I have my morning, my afternoon and my evening. <laughs> Just like I have my uh, morning uh, regiments and my evening regiments on my skin. So, I mean, I, I go a step further. I'm all about the face, you know, you got to get the facials yeah. and, you know, the Botox and I'm even doing, I'm like, freeze it from here up. I just <laughs> log, it down. log it down. But I was, I went and got a facial yesterday afternoon. And so it was a um, hydrating facial. Yeah. And so I'm laying there and she was like, as she's pouring it, she says, I'm going to try a new mask on you. And the mask literally covers my entire face, including my eyes and my lips. Yes, make that face. Oh, God. Oh, wow. And I was like, it was a liquid. And because usually they yeah. brush on yeah. the clay mask or whatever. And it was, I have never had an experience where I imagined myself as a fly caught in a spider web. <laughs> <laughs> oh, get me out. Get me out. Oh, my gosh. But I'm like, you can't help but want to blink but you better not because right. there's this liquid covering your eyes oh, and so you're and then it hard it hardens into like a jelly kind of thing like a gel kind of thing and so my eye and then she did this light treatment you know they like those yeah, that light treatment so i i have very blue eyes and they are very sensitive to light and sun you won't catch me outside without sunglasses I, my eyes will literally start watering so i'm not a huge fan of the light treatment because this is blurring it's like someone sticking a flashlight on your yeah. face yeah. and so i'm sitting there and i can't blink i can't move my lips i can breathe out of my nose my eyes are flickering and they're almost starting to water and i'm just like trapped <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, and so my eyelashes are trying to, you know, because my eyes are flickering because right. of the light, yeah. and my eyelashes. So I, 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 I now know what it feels like to be a fly in a spider web. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and so I'm not sure that that was my favorite yeah. thing I've ever done. <laughs> Would you do it again? Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> I, I don't see that. Like. You're going to have to really sell me on the benefits of this particular mask yeah, to get yeah. me to want to do that. It was just uncomfortable. It mm -hmm. wasn't like I was in pain or anything, but I didn't, I just didn't like the inability to, to move like that. Right. I don't, I don't know. I mean, and I've done a lot of stuff. I mean, I've tried a lot of things to keep looking fresh and keep looking young. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I don't know that I feel insecure about aging, um, I mean, I own my age, but I think it's more of a, I just don't like the way it looks. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's the best way to put it. It is hard. I mean, you, you do want to stay current. You know, I want to stay current for me, for my husband, for my business. Um, but like with so many things that we talked about is, okay, it, how do you do that? You know, clothing. You know, we talked about this earlier, right. trying to find clothing that we are not looking like. I don't look like my daughters. My daughters dress amazing. Yeah. But they're also, you know, a lot younger than me. Um, you're talking yes. about your son and his friends. And and so looking that, trying to find that, and having the time to go get it. You know, we all talked about we don't like to try the oh, yeah. clothes on. I hate doing that. Yep. 
And, but yet still trying to be trim and trying to, you know, be, have the creams, take right. the vitamins, eat yep. right, you know, get your hair done, get your nails done if that's what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but stay, stay relevant. And then learning what is relevant. And what is current, you know? Well, uh, I have a 19-year-old niece at A&M. So I get to see on a regular basis what is current for them. And that is not current for me, yeah, okay? <laughs> Every time I, I take her shopping, it's like the teeniest little crop tops. Okay. And the, oh, <laughs> the oh, teeniest, yeah. I'm like, you go, girl. I did that stuff when I was 19, too. <laughs> <laughs> So if I go down to A&M, I look around the campus, and if there's anything I have in common with anyone that age, it gets burned immediately. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say friend or a mirror. Everybody needs a friend or a mirror to wear what you're wearing. And I say sometimes we need both. For sure. Definitely. Well, I think that's a great place to wrap up for today, don't you think, ladies? Yeah, Yeah, it's awesome. Well, thank thank you you so much for joining me again. I I really love our conversations. I'm going to ask you guys to keep coming back periodically. So if you're happy to be my guest, I'm happy to have you guys back on because I love this segment of our conversation. So thank you again for joining us on another episode. Again, I'm your host, Tamara Gady. If you like my content, you're really going to love my escort team. So give me an opportunity to talk to you about your title needs and make it a great day. Mm